Welcome to episode one of Inside the Wit. Uh, we are the TNH Hockey Reporters. Uh, I'm Josh Shaw, joined by Andrew Gardner. Hello. Let's talk some hockey. You know, the maiden voyage maiden of Inside voyage. the Wit. Made it. Boy, a, howdy. A long, a long awaited time for this podcast. It's been a journey here. It sure has. I mean, it's been, what, 500 plus days since UNH came back? Yeah, then, uh, there's uh, a 580-day hiatus between... UNH's last home game in twenty beginning of twenty twenty when COVID started and then uh yeah, when they played Union two weeks ago. Uh three games at the wit so far. Uh five games overall. Two Teams, losses. Two <laughs> losses. Two losses against Arizona State last week. Uh they've lost three in a row. Two goals in their last three games. Um I guess it's been we'll, bad. It's been it has not it has not been gr- good. I guess we could start with the offense. Well, do you want to start with an anecdote? I would love to start. So we were both at that first game. We were. Uh, you went as you know reporter man. Mm-hmm. I went as a civilian. I was on the board. I don't know if you saw. I did not. Yeah. Were you doing <laughs> the bongos? No, uh-huh. I was so like, I know. sat opposite the student section because okay. I was like it's too loud. No, I'm I know what you mean. Man. I I like when I go to games. Like I just like to sit alone. It, it kind of sounds weird, but I like. No, know, I get that. Peace. And, and that like, was my plan. Like my roommate left for the weekend. Yeah. I texted someone else like, hey, you want to go? Like no. So like, I was just perfect. there by myself. <laughs> like, even better. Yeah, and then the camera woman, I see her look at me, and I'm like, don't you do it. <laughs> and then she does it, and I'm just standing there with my Mets mask on, and I'm like, what do I do? And then I just gave, like, a like a very shy wave, and then the camera cut. The camera at every sports event, it's, like, it's cool to be on there, but they keep you on for, like, two to three seconds too long. You, like, wave, and you're like, all right, this is cool. You can take me off now. And then it's like yeah. awkward. It's always how it is. I wanted to go down there and be like, really? Like, I'm sitting here by myself. <laughs> I kind of just wanted to be left alone like I didn't exist. Anybody else <laughs> in this <laughs> like entire whole stadium. stadium. Um, picked me. But here we go. Let's let's get into some hockey here. Um, let's where talk do we that puck. As Chance the Rapper once said, let's <laughs> do that hockey. Do we want to start with the Providence game or you want to backtrack? Um, I mean, first episode, we might as well do a, we could do a quick recap of the series against Union. Okay. Um, so the first game. UNH coming. came out firing. They came out firing, although Union, uh, another bad turnover. I Yesterday during the, the game against um, Providence, you know, that first goal that Providence scored was off another defensive miscue in the offensive zone. Three out of the four goals that they've allowed at the width this year have been from just bad uh, passes and turnovers in their defi- de- defensive zone uh, from their defense. And, you know, like besides those moments, their defense has played really well, I've thought. So uh, they've got to find a way to kind of cut down on those mistakes and be harder on their sticks. But, yeah, Union came out flying. Not Actually, not really. UNH just made a mistake. Yeah. And they capitalized early. Um, but then, yeah, UNH's offense really um, – you know, set the tone the rest of the game. And I th- the final was four to one. I don't know if you have the shots up. Uh, I do not have the shots um, up right but now. I know that I think Union only got eleven shots um, on the day. Yeah, I I noticed something odd. I thought in that first game, Union, despite the less chances they had, felt like a more cohesive offense than UNH. The Wildcats felt like they were just kind of dumping it in, hoping for the best, trying to make something as they go. But Union passes felt more, I, I guess, pinpoint. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, granted, they couldn't get the chances besides that really weird fluke goal on Robinson where it just kind of bounced around. Um, but it wasn't a great start, but the Cats found themselves in the second and third periods, and they came on strong there. I think they poured 
three on in the third, I want to say. Um, yeah, uh, I think just two. Yeah, just two, two to one going into the third. Uh, they ended up tying it in the first with Robert Crone, and that was a beautiful goal um, on the power play. I really like the power play unit that they've been rolling with, Tyler Ward, Cronin, and Pearson. Um, as much as the offense has struggled the past three games, uh, that top line is really dominant. Um, Pearson, I thought, notice- noticeably played his best game yesterday. He had a couple good chances. Uh, he had a backhand chance in the second period that just missed the net. And, uh, talking with Coach Souza after the game, he actually he brought up uh, Pearson too that he thought he played really well and and we've seen Souza kind of mix up those lines a little bit the last couple games but that top line has stayed together uh, I think that you know shows that there's confidence in it um, and yeah I mean beyond that uh, that first game against Union was good I think that was probably the best game that they played as a team all year which um, isn't good <laughs> yeah not great it's been kind of you know downhill from that um, and yeah, you got any other like takes from that first from that game? series? Um, no, it was good to see you know fans back. That yeah. was my first home game as a student, and it was uh, it was a nice environment to be in. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the, the last goal with like two minutes or five minutes left to verbalize. It was like, all right, I can leave. Yeah, I've yeah. seen everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they snuck in a, a late one. Yeah, that second game against Union too. You could kind of tell. Uh, it's always interesting, especially with college hockey when you play like a, a two game set at home. That second game always seems to be a little bit closer. You know, you're able to plan uh, what you struggled with in that first game. You're able to kind of, you know, tweak little things like that. And Union came out; they scored literally at the same exact time in the second game. I believe it was like two o one. They got the first goal in yeah. both games. Yeah, yeah. So it was a very similar sequence of events. UNH was playing from behind, and um, they were getting good offer, good opportunities. I thought Union's defense played a lot better. And that second one, they were able to push them to the outside a little bit more. And uh, UNH, thankfully, uh, scored there. I believe it was, what, with like four seconds left in the second period? Something like that, yes. Um, Luke Reed. It was, uh, yeah, Luke Reed, blast from the point. Nice face-off win by Blaisdell. And, yeah, that was. I think that was huge um, going into the third period tied rather than, you know, a one nothing deficit. Obviously, that's, you know, pretty common sense, but... Uh, they they battled back because Union ended up scoring the first goal of the period, and then uh, Sip alone scored with with under a minute left to give them the lead. That you know seemed like a great boost. Uh, the team seemed very you know excited after that one, and it. I don't really know what happened out there in Arizona. I mean, obviously we we're going to get to it now. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> we didn't make the trip out there. Shockingly, thankfully. no. No, I know. TNH is pretty great, but not the the one not going to give us the, the point. No, they don't have the private jet. I think was being used. <laughs> Brackett was else. using it. Yeah, he yeah. flew to uh, to Vermont. Uh, hey guys, it's Cambiel. Um, funny story. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, when the when the men's soccer team in the spring when they went down to North Carolina for the national tournament, I like had a, I was convinced in my head that Josh, our executive editor, was going to give me the the money for a plane ticket to go cover that. <laughs> Did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you guys will have better luck you and I, next time UNH uh, makes a big road trip. But try and sweet talk Josh Morrow a little bit, see if we'll give you the money for that one. Yeah, I think they make a trip out to... I think Minnesota at some point this year, so maybe Ooh, we could. I, I could do like a Bob Dylan trip stop because yeah. he's from there. Let's do That'd it. That'd be great. Let's do it. Yeah, the, why the not? Bob Dylan shout at home, man. Hit me. Yeah, yeah uh, well, I'm going to speak this into existence now. The Frozen Four this year is at TD Garden. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I appreciate the optimism here, but <laughs> we saw these things. Let's just up get into the tournament first. Yeah. Let's let baby steps, baby steps. It's been eight years. 
So we go to Arizona. Well, we. Um, UNH goes to we Arizona. Did not go to Arizona. Confirmed. Yeah, yeah. First game, I wasn't watching because it was late at night. Mm-hmm. And I got a notification on the third. I was like, whoa, it's 1 1. They're going to pull this off? Woke up the next morning, final score 5 1. I went, no, they did not pull this off. <laughs> they did not pull it off. Um, and I think if you look at the box score, you know, literally just at the score, you're like, all right, UNH battled hard. They go into the third period tied at 1, which they did. And. Uh, what killed them, again, Mike Mike Robinson, starting goalie, ends up getting a spearing penalty uh, midway through the second period, 6.05 into that frame, uh, which he got ejected for. Can't, yeah, you can't do that. You can't spear people uh, in certain areas. Who would have thunk? <laughs> <laughs> Referees certainly weren't a fan of that. So I can't imagine who was. <laughs> <laughs> certainly not the guy on Arizona State. Yeah. Arizona State's also a weird team. I was looking over their roster. They have two sons of, well, one NHL Hall of Famer and one soon-to-be NHL Hall of Famer. Oh, Neuendijk, right? Uh, who? Uh, Joe, Joe, Joe Neuendijk? <laughs> um, maybe even. Joe Neuendijk? No. no they have <laughs> if a, I could pronounce it. They have Scott, um, Scott Niedermeyer's son. That's who it was. Bingo. <laughs> I'm not really brushed up on my there 90s NHL trivia. Don't worry about it. Um, and then they also have Shane Doan, longtime Arizona Coyote player. And... I Drafted think by cool. the Coyotes. Yeah. He was, I mean, Coyotes don't have a very notable history. So he's, Yeah, you could say that. He's definitely their best uh, player in team history. So I thought that was cool. In fact, uh, they both scored goals in the series. Um, so, yeah, Jeremy Foreman, the backup goalie, sophomore, comes in. First NCAA hockey action. He Didn't pl- go well. He, he played. He played yes. Ho- he played that hockey. That is what he did Coach Sousa say after the, uh, the series was after over? After the that series, yeah. I said, Coach... Kind of laughed. I mean, I was like, Coach. <laughs> you can laugh. I did laugh. I, I laughed before I even asked this question because I'm like, I, this answer is going to be good. You, <laughs> and he, I was like, Coach, did anything go well out there? Like, you know, a little, like, the power play maybe, penalty kill. He goes, uh, well, we got out there and back safely. And that was, that was about it. I think yeah. that sums up the whole weekend. And I think that's all I need to say with the Arizona State uh, game. Well, Pretty the th- rough. The thing is, too, is that they outshot uh, Arizona State in both games again. So, and they outshot. We'll get to the Providence game in just a minute here, but they outshot Providence in that game last night too. And they're just kind of like snake bit. Like they're able to work it into the zone, not even as much set up, but they're getting shots on net. And again, I didn't watch Arizona State games because they were later. Um, but Providence goalies, at least. Like, he just swallowed up every rebound. There were no second-chance opportunities uh, for UNH. And, you know, against Union, that was kind of where they made their money, where uh, especially, like, that last Cipollone goal where I think Engeros got it on net, and then he's there to crash in and, you know, pop it in the net. And, you know, if they're not able to do that, because there are a lot of good teams in the Hockey East. Like, you know, UNH is is a good team college hockey-wise, but when you're playing the BUs, the BCs, the Providences, like – UNH is, you know, going to be towards the middle to lower of the pack of those teams. I, mean, I didn't even mention the reigning national champs, UMass. Um, There's no cakewalks in the hockey's. No, not at all. Not at all. And these last, you know, eight to ten years, you know, UNH from 90, what was it, 97 to, th- 93 to 13 made the tournament like 17 out of 20 times. And they haven't made it since 13. And part of the reason why is you've just seen some of these programs in Hockey East just take off, elevate. Yeah. I mean, UMass used to be at the bottom of the conference every year. Uh, same thing like Merrimack. Actually, Merrimack used to be better. Merrimack's 
not great anymore. Um, but like Providence, national champion, like BCBU, all of the like Northeastern, all the Massachusetts teams, just you know taking off. So, um, are you perhaps feeling my Sousa controversy? My, uh... I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I okay. I the thing with college hockey, and that's kind of the thing with a lot of college sports, is you know their former coach. A lot of the guys on the team, you know, this is only Sousa's fourth year on the, on the team. Correct. Um, and obviously he was an associate head coach for a couple years before um, he got the main gig. So he's been around the team for five or six years now. But, like, the first and second year uh, where he started coaching, like, the guys coming into the program, those aren't his recruits. Those are the former co- former coaches' recruits. Like, you know, each coach has a different type of style, different type of guy that they, you know, go after, different types of areas in Canada and the U.S. and even – that now in Europe, um, just t- the type of guys that they like to look for and, and think would benefit um, under their style of coaching. And, you know, now I think we're finally starting to see guys come in, like a guy like Robert Cronin. That's a guy that Souza for sure, you yes. know, scouted out himself, recruited. You know, some of these older guys who are, you know, great parts of this team, you know, Mike Robinson, Eric Matt, McAdams, um, Will McKinnon, Ryan Verrier, all great players, but all not guys who – Mike Souza was dialed in on. So um, I don't think so yet. And I think it's also uh, just the thing that, you know, as you mentioned, it's Hockey East. Like, it's ultra competitive. um, And none of these seasons have been complete wrecks. Like, you know, we've only seen UNH. Well, obviously, last year was kind of weird. The last two years was weird with COVID. Yeah, you could say that. Definitely weird. (laughs) Definitely weird. Um, But I'll just quickly wrap it up and say like you know uvm two years ago they went i think one in like 20 and like one in hockey east play well, i mean we've seen unh just they they just sit around the middle of the pack and i think that seuss is a great coach he's got tons of hockey experience tons of coaching experience um yeah i i don't i and i really haven't heard anything i think his his job is you know it's it's pretty pretty safe I hope he doesn't get fired. I want to clarify this for the listeners, but um, <laughs> I'm just floating it out there. That's all. <laughs> you know, out for his head. Sometimes you got to just float out everything you think. Um, so UNH, we want to end it there. Yeah, I mean, do you have okay. any thoughts about the Providence? We didn't really like touch on that too much, but um, I felt they battled somewhat, and I think it's encouraging to only lose by two to the number twelve team in the nation. And of course, you can't go, oh well, we lost. That's okay. But you can take a moral victory in the sense you were close to a very, very good team. Yeah, and, and that differs drastically from the Arizona State series, like we talked about, where if you lose five one, there's not much where you can be happy about. Like Sousa said, the only positive you survived. Exactly. Well, and it's funny that you bring that up uh, because after the game yesterday in the press conference, Sousa said he's like, you know, this is D one college hockey. Like there are no moral victories, but I was pretty happy with how our team played, and you could just you could just sense the frustration. Um, it was him and the captain Will McKinnon talking yesterday, and they were both just kind of like. You know, McKinnon was like, they got one in the first period, but we never really felt like we were, like, gripping to to get one. He was like, we thought that we would get one and tie it up, and it just it never came. And uh, Providence was just very detailed and, like, just keeping them to the outside. I mean, UNH had really no opportunities where you were like, oh, my gosh. Like, there was one where uh, I forget who it was. I think it was Chase Stevenson, like, whiffed on a puck in front of the net. But beyond that, not really too much to write home about on the offensive side. Um, 
And yeah, I think it's just partly because Providence is so good. Providence is they got to play them two more times next weekend, Friday, down in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, and then Saturday back at the Wit. And I'm sure that Providence is going to move into a top ten position because they beat was it Denver who was eight. Um, Cam is nodding, so we will say yes. All right, Denver who was eight, and then UNH. Uh, you know, UNH is a solid a solid team. It's not like you know they're one of the other teams in a in a weaker conference. You know, you you put UNH in uh, like the ECAC or the uh, I forget what it's called, like the American. Uh, sure, American. I forget what that. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. It's sure. like Mercy Hearses and that Holy Cross. Like UNH is a top team in both of those. It's just it's hockey East. It's tough. So um, we'll see what happens this weekend with Providence. Well, the best part is you now have a whole week to take away what you've learned from that Providence series and try and see if you can crack something and you know break break the ice, so to speak, if you will. Hey, oh, <laughs> good one. <laughs> um, so I think that'll wrap it up for episode one of Inside the Wit. Um, we have been your host. Uh, we will be back. Next week, maybe? Next week. I would like to see just a split. Just a split. Just a split, okay. Get some points. Maybe you should be ha- or, uh, Providence's Nightmare because it is Halloween Eve on that final game of the series. Oh. Maybe pull Michael Myers and uh, just butcher them. I don't know. So not literally. <laughs> we might have to cut that out. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, we're going to leave before I say something even dumber. So, cool. Go.